Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by the two greatest co-hosts of all time, and Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. We have an awesome show planned for you all today. We're gonna do a little bit of a new segment where we go head to head and debate various topics in a new segment we call Stay Hot Spar. We'll uh, we'll see if the name sticks. We'll see if you all like that name. Then we're gonna preview the NFL game from Week 11, and of course, talk about some of the hottest NBA teams right now and then uh maybe we'll finish out with uh maybe theo's betting shenanigans are back at it again <laughs> but uh oh, how are you guys today man how are you guys i'm powering through um getting Matt, over Matt's the flu sick. right now yeah. yeah um i really getting a flu shot's one of those errands that really sucks to go do and my parents had just nagged me about it like a week before this happened so um <laughs> I'm sure they feel very justified right now. And they are. I should have gotten <laughs> one. Sh- um, <laughs> you could have gotten the Antonio Brown route and uh, faked <laughs> <The> one. Anto- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a but I was, I was honest. I told them I didn't get it. And um, I'm paying the price right now. But I'm starting to feel better. I should be good to go for the uh, Cincinnati game this weekend. So I can't be mad. Yeah, Matt was questionable for this podcast. We got a text a couple of days ago. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able I to almost, go I almost tweeted out that was I was doubtful. doubtful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doubtful. <laughs> that would have been a funny Jackson. tweet. It would have <laughs> been a funny um, COVID illness. That's fun. Our question. Anyway, did not he's gonna he's gonna go Michael practice. Michael Jordan flu game on us here in these argument and this argument oh, yeah. segment. Though I, I'm even yeah, more scared sure. of Matt now. And oh, you have yeah. I'm best when I'm powering through. You know, um, trials and tribulations. <laughs> even though, even though we wall. all can can we talk about how the the flu game? It, well, he didn't have the flu. Well, no, he said he, had, he didn't have the he, flu. He said he it was food poisoning. Which food poisoning? I'm not. I'm not going to speak on whether or not that's true. But nobody should have ever believed that he played with like a fever of 102 and dropped 38 in the finals. I know he's you know a world class athlete, but guy would have been human. dangerous to his teammates to have him around if he had the flu. The whole team could have gotten yeah. it. My yeah, proof it, of that is that I've had a fever of 102 
and I had the flu, and it didn't feel good. And if I you couldn't, have, good, you could not have dropped. I couldn't have dropped thirty-eight in the finals. So <laughs> if you were healthy, there's though. no way he did. There's literally no way. But as always, make sure you all like, subscribe, leave a review, do all the great things you've been doing to help grow this podcast on all platforms. And if you haven't yet, make sure you follow at Stay Hot Pod on TikTok for some great content there as well. As we are well on the road to 100k followers. Theo keeps meaning to review the Ed Sheeran album. He has not yet, but we are doing the Ed Sheeran hat giveaway. (laughs) We are doing the Ed Sheeran hat giveaway to a bunch of our YouTube subscribers. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we're going to be picking some more winners in the coming days. And at the end of this podcast, so stay tuned, we're going to be announcing five more winners. Let's hop into this new segment. And uh, basically, the way this is going to work is, like I described earlier, we're going to go head-to-head uh, in a bunch of different topics. So in the first one, Theo is going to uh, be the announcer and the judge. So the way this works is one of us announces and judges and the other two debate. So Theo announces and judges the first one, and he will uh, <laughs> announce the topic right now. I will announce the topic right now and judge the topic. And the topic is the Rams and their team building strategy. Obviously, what is it? They haven't made a first round pick since Jared Goff. They've been trading away all their picks to go all in right now. And since they've done it, they're 0-2. So do you two think that this is a good, healthy way to go about a building a team? Like, will this be the new wave? Or is there a reason that no one has really done this before? So... Bladen and Matt, do you like the Rams team building strategy? I do not. It's not that it can't work. It's that it's like inefficient. You know, like are the Rams far and away the favorites right now? No, they could win the Super Bowl. It wouldn't surprise me at all. That's not what I'm saying. But they have spent way more future assets than every other team. And they're not like way far ahead of every other contender right now. They've got way more skin in the game. There's plenty of teams right now that have built contenders. I mean, the Bucks and uh, the Cardinals built contenders without sacrificing their next five first-round draft picks. I mean, yeah, spending you know the picks to go get Stafford in a vacuum, not a bad move, but it kind of strikes me as the type of thing that a team would do that is just not that great at drafting. That's what, that's what it seems like to me. Um, so, I mean, right now you're looking at a team that doesn't I mean I don't know how many picks they're missing right now in total for the future, but they're a wild card team at the moment. Um, so like it could work. They are a contending team, but they've spent more than everybody else to become that. So I think it's probably not worked as well as you would have liked it to, even if they do end up winning the Super Bowl, because they have put themselves in a position to you know do something like that. I sup- I I think I can. Here's the thing is you kind of negated my whole argument already, which is that uh, <laughs> Matt wins. Wow. What a nice. <laughs> not going to negate victory. my whole argument, which is that like the Rams put themselves in a position and maybe I'm a little bit biased as a Browns fan where it's like, okay, we're not going to set ourselves up to draft someone who might end up being bad. We're just going to go get someone who we already know is good. I've lived through enough of drafting somebody who it's like, well, we thought this guy was good, and it was like, no, he ended up being horrible. And you go through that over and over again, where instead you can just trade for Jalen Ramsey, trade for Stafford, trade for Von Miller, go get these guys that you're already confident in, instead of trying to 
trying to go out like you know the uh they when when they uh went inside they even traded for Aqib Talib at one point, Marcus Peters, right? Like in the earlier stages. Right? They didn't give up a lot for those. But like you're looking at fourth round picks. It's like, are you gonna get that fourth are you gonna get a high value corner with a fourth round pick? You know, kind of the same thing with uh I guess the only good uh uh pick that didn't turn into like a super great player would I mean maybe like Brandon Cooks is the only guy that like maybe didn't turn out. Yeah. But like everyone else, I feel like has done everything that you've expected of them. And that's kind of the whole goal is that you go out and you get guys that you know what they're capable of instead of going out and getting guys that you're like, well, this is what we think they can do. True. I mean, the superior strategy is um, just drafting good. That's really the name of the game. The NFL <laughs> just just for be team good building. at drafting. But the, the, unforse- uh, like the unseen consequences that you have to pay the guys to you don't have to pay guys that you draft nearly as much so it's not just that they gave up draft picks to go get players who are already good but they gave up draft picks and they paid them and then that ends up losing you guys like um josh johnson right uh the safety um and and guys like that so it does kind of limit you in that way um but like if it doesn't work out for the rams they've put themselves in a position where it seems like it's going to be really tough for them to build a contending team for a long time. Um, and I think that'd be, that'd be a pretty bad barrel to be staring down as a fan of the Rams, even though they are a good contending team. Um, if it doesn't work out, the penalty for them is so much higher than it is for other teams. And they're not even the number one team in their division right now. I think it's too much. I suppose yeah. that's... F- I don't know if like, are you allowed to <laughs> invade into this discussion or like, do you think you've heard I, I enough? Know, judge? I think I've heard <laughs> I think enough. You're the judge. I, <laughs> I am the judge. <laughs> I've heard enough. Bladen. I think that I think you had good points, but you can't concede that your argument before you've made it. I didn't so concede. I've got to give, like, give, give Matt the, uh, this dude came out my give argument Matt the, before it existed. The debate. <laughs> I've got to give Matt the debate <laughs> W here. Although, Bladen, I did like some of the things that you were saying. Um, so that is my judgment as the judge. All right. All right. Fair I'll take enough. It. Fair enough. Baby. Big well, win. Um, you know, yeah. So Matt, Matt got the win in the first one, and now you have to uh, judge for the second one. I have to judge for the second one? Yeah. What is Which- the topic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> I believe the topic is: Are the Patriots real gonna, contenders in the AFC? It's, yeah, okay. it's going to be Patriots. Are the Patriots real easy. contenders in the AFC? <laughs> Bladen, how about you start this time since you yeah. didn't last time? Just right, in just right. in case your entire argument gets torn apart before you get to speak. <laughs> all right. Well, you know we've talked we've talked previously about how the the Bills and Titans are probably the two top contenders in the AFC right now. But the way the Patriots have grown this year and, and the way the they, they just tore apart the Browns and they're tearing apart the Falcons, I can see why people would think they're a contender. I don't know if I trust. I don't know how much I trust that team long-term. I feel like you get into the playoffs with, you know, a team like Matt, with a quarterback like Mac Jones who, you know, he's been playing well this year, but I, I would I would much rather have... There's a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC I think I'd rather have. 
obviously Mahomes, obviously Herbert, obviously I don't maybe maybe Baker. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Baker, but I definitely I'd rather have I'd rather have Mahomes. I'd rather have Herbert. I'd rather have Lamar. And I, I think you get into late in the season and you're gonna you're gonna start to struggle a little bit with Mac Jones at quarterback. And I think some of these other teams are gonna start to get a little bit better. And I think that's gonna be the Patriots' biggest flaw is the is the lack of experience. Yeah, I mean, tonight they're playing the Falcons and the offense hasn't looked that good. Uh, They've only put up 16 points so far. So I can definitely see the offense being the big hindrance there. But man, I look at this defense and they might be the best defense in the league right now. They are so good. Stars across the board. They've got Duggar playing out of his mind tonight so far. They've got got McCourty. They've got JC Jackson in the secondary. That's a good unit. In the front seven, Dante, uh, Dante Hightower. One of the most underrated players of the last decade is knocking some of the rust off and really coming back into form so far. Barmore, the rookie defensive tackle, has been putting up tons of pressures this year. He's a really good interior presence. Judon has already hit 10 sacks. So on defense, they are really starting to shut some teams down. And you saw with the Browns last week. Really solid unit. Really solid coaching. Now, the offense is very sketchy to me, but I look at the teams around the AFC and it's like, okay, the Titans are the number one seed right now. And it's like, you look at the Titans and the Patriots side to side coaching, probably the Patriots. I would say, I think that is fair (laughs) quarterback. I would give it to the Titans, but you know, Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill are both kind of game managery type of guys. I don't know if the gap is super, super, super big, uh, Mac Jones has stepped in and really done a nice job kind of managing that that offense and really f- looking comfortable in that system. Skill position players, right now, I would give it to New England. Right now, I would give it to New England. I mean, there's A.J. Brown and no one in Tennessee. Yeah. But if you want to give it to the Titans by the time the, play- the playoffs roll around, I could see that. But offensive line, I think I would go New England. Front seven is maybe a draw. And secondary, I would go New England. So there's a, quite a few things that I would give to New England there. The Bills um, the Bills have, have been a little bit sketchy to me this year. Um, losing some games they shouldn't have lost. Jaguars, Steelers, playing some very, very easy teams. Very simple schedule. When it comes down to it, I could see that Patriots defense giving Josh Allen trouble. I really could, the way Josh Allen has played a little bit inconsistent this year. So I think the Patriots have a really solid shot at making it out of the AFC. And I don't know if they make it out of the AFC, but I could see them in the AFC championship game and winning some playoff games for sure with that experience. Yeah, it's definitely not unfeasible or like like it's totally not out of the picture. Again, it's just like at some point a team is going to figure out how to give Mac Jones a hard time, right? We talk about Mac Jones, a game manager. You find a way to give these game managers a hard time. All of a sudden they, they struggle to manage it a little bit. And, and Tom and Brady won gonna... the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And like, is, is Mac Jones, Tom Brady, or is that, is that what we're saying now? Uh, no, he's not. I'm, I'm don't look at me like that. Pulling, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pulling you like Brady. Page, come on, come on. <laughs> Tom Brady fans don't, don't harass me too much online. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. Tom, yeah. Tom Brady fans know that Patriots fans know Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady. It's, it's no secret here, but like, I just, at some point a team is going to find a way to give him trouble and he doesn't have the assets that 
and that, when I say assets, I mean like physical traits that like Lamar, Allen, Herbert, you know, Kyler, like all, I guess Kyler's NFC, but like, you know what I mean? Like of all yeah. these, like of all these quarterbacks that are playing at a high level, Mac Jones does not have the traits to get him out of a sticky situation. And that's, I, and again, like, I think that's just going to come down and that might be a bigger hindrance than we may be looking at. Like the defense is phenomenal. It really is. It, it absolutely messed up the Browns, but I, you know, trust as a Browns fan, like I've dealt with this like sticky quarterback situation before it, it doesn't end well. <laughs> this is the part where I have to judge it. I think so. If you're, if you're ready. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, Matt's like lost in the sauce. Matt, I'll Venmo you $5. So Theo had a much stronger argument um, <laughs> at first, but no. Nah, um, yeah, I'd probably go with Theo. Um, Ray. I, I think the one thing for me would be like, oh, well, someone's going to figure out how to get Mac Jones in trouble, but then you like list other quarterbacks who were also got in trouble in the playoffs and lost games because of it, like Lamar and Josh Allen. Um, I think I, I, I guess I kind of think that the Patriots are legit contenders because the AFC is so wide open. So it's like kind of tough to debate against because in the NFL, you could almost, you can debate almost any team in the playoffs is going right. to make a run like that, you know? Uh, it's like you yeah. need to win like two games and then you're a legit contender in the AFC uh, right. in the playoffs. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, two I, weeks I, ago, I'll give that one to Theo. Like, but I do agree with a lot of your points, Blade. I'm 0-2. This is like... <laughs> much like the Browns. <laughs> it's arc, like... <laughs> gotcha. yeah. It's been watching too much Browns football. Watching too much Browns football. It, <laughs> honestly, it's like... I just realized I just based both of my arguments off of like... Me being a Browns fan, too much bias. You Gotta did. like get back in the film room. That's it does. Well, if you were if you were being like a real Browns fan, what you would have been is like, oh yeah, the Patriots are obviously like the best team in the league. Right. Look how to much beat, they beat the Browns. Beat us. By. Yeah, clearly. Listen, man, that that tweet that my pin tweet stays up. We're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, hey, if it happens, no one will ever doubt that you da- or that you doubted. I, I oh, never no, you did. didn't. Um, All right. Well, does that mean we go to our third one? Yes. And uh, between Matt and Theo, if you had to decide on the NBA MVP, you had to give a vote right this second. Who would get your vote? <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go first then. If we're going to stare each other down, yeah, you got you got to start first. <laughs> I will it's go like a- with the current front runner, the odds-on favorite, the guy who just tonight willed the Golden State Warriors to victory against the Cleveland Cavaliers by going nuclear with nine threes and 40 points, Steph Curry. Look, Steph Curry is in a a year where a lot of the ball dominant guards have struggled, whether that be Lillard, Harden, uh, the the Lakers with Westbrook, even De'Aaron Fox a little bit. A lot of guards are kind of down this year because of the new rules. Curry has blown all of that out of the water because of his both on-ball and off-ball ability in, and I think that's especially valuable this year when a lot of guards aren't really their usual selves, a lot of the dominant guards. Um, they are currently 
He's currently leading the league in scoring. The Warriors are top three in offensive rating. And if you took Curry away from that, who is their leading scorer? Like, who is their offensive guy? Poole? Wiggins? Like, they would go from top three to probably bottom three in offensive efficiency if Curry was off that team. They are the best team in the league right now. And you could definitely make an argument, as I know you're going to do, Matt, for Jokic. And Jokic, if on an analytical standpoint, is going to have probably a better numbers, better, you know, advanced stats. But if MVP always went to the guy with better advanced stats, Harden would have like four in the last like six years or something like that. They don't always give it to the guy. That's not always the guy who wins MVP is like, look at win shares. It usually goes to the dude on the best team doing the coolest shit. And Steph Curry is going nuclear every night, getting MVP chance at away stadiums in front of the guys he's torching. Like he is having the most impressive season to me. He is, he's going crazy. He is willing those warriors to the best record in the league. And if I had an MVP vote, that is who I would give it to. I feel you. Uh, the away teams that he is getting MVP chance at is the nets, which like it doesn't count. Um, but I see what you're saying. I feel like, don't get me wrong. Like Curry is playing super great. I think he's going to win MVP. I feel pretty confident about that unless he gets like hurt or something. Uh, but if I had a vote right now, I'd go to Jokic. And it's not because he's on the best team doing the coolest stuff. Um, it's because I just think he's the most valuable player right now. And I wonder if when it gets time for like the NFL MVP award, if you're actually going to go with just like the best player on the best team doing the coolest stuff, or if you're going to go with the guy who you think has been the most valuable. Um, Right well, now, looking at like tonight's Kyler. Anyway, looking at like tonight's game, for example, a lot of it falls on Curry, and I don't want to make this argument like Curry isn't valuable or like downplaying Curry, but the Warriors coming back wasn't one sided. It wasn't one thing. It was he went off, and the Cavs struggled to score. Like, yeah, the Warriors are top three in offensive rating. They're top one in defensive rating. And Curry's been great on defense, but uh, a point guard, Curry is not what's making that defense fantastic. Curry has a wildly, wildly better supporting cast than what Jokic has right now. No Murray, no Michael Porter Jr. And Michael Porter Jr. had been playing like garbage. I mean, he <laughs> shoot like 20% from three. Um, I think he's averaging like nine points a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't know what happened to him. Um, he's making me look real bad with like that. He's, you know, worth whatever contract you got to pay him because he's part of the future scheme or whatever. Um, and that team still has like a winning record. We said as of right now, they're nine and five right now. They're going to lose tonight, even though he's dropping like a 30 point triple double. But that team's second best player is Will Barton. I cannot imagine that putting Curry on the Nuggets instead of Jokic would make them like better. Um, they'd maybe be, uh, they'd be a wildly different team and I guess they're not built for Curry. So that's unfair. But yeah. That's the same uh, that thing team with, is, if you put Jokic on the Warriors, I'm not sure if it would be the same. Yeah. Um, but that team is top three in defensive rating right now. Jokic's big thing is that he isn't good on defense mm-hmm. and it's not true. He is. I know you don't want to use numbers, but you can't deny that he's having an impact on defensive. He's number one in defensive rating, number one in defensive win shares. And I know advanced defensive stats are far from everything, but you can't possibly be a bad defender and have those numbers. It doesn't work like that. I, the way I look at it is, I mean, if 
if Jokic wasn't on this team, I can't even imagine how bad they would be. I think the impact he's had on the Nuggets um, is, is is next to none. He's the whole offense. He's the whole de- and he's a huge part of the defense too. Curry is is a big part of that, but at least that team is good defensively with or without him. Um, I can't imagine any other player making the Nuggets as good as they are now like Jokic is. So I think he's the most valuable player to his team. Well, Jokic did get suspended for that one game and they did win that game. So it's not like they can't win without Jokic. It's a one game sample size, Theo Ash coming out here. (laughs) It's every time sample size. Every time Jokic has been out this year. Every time. It's every time. Theo had an opportunity to respond to Matt's argument and his one choice of response (laughs) was a single suspension game. Well, that's all I can say is like, oh, they would be so garbage. They'd be the worst team in the league without Jokic. They were without Jokic and they won the game. Look, Barton has been playing pretty well this year. MPJ, I mean, he's been horrible this year. I can't deny it. But hypothetically, like going forward, he should be better than anyone else on the Warriors, not named Steph Curry. But he hasn't been this year. I will say that. But they did win their one game without Jokic. So just saying they can win without Jokic. That has been shown at least one time this year, every time this year. Well, I suppose every it's doubt. time for me to <laughs> every time, time sample to pick size. a winner. And uh, honestly, Matt played to his audience. I hate best player on best team. I hate that the MVP works like that in like real life. Um, but in this like make believe world of stay hot spar, uh, I got to pick Matt. If this were like right, the MVP right. voting committee, I would pick Theo. Um, but if but like Matt's right. If you're if blatant, you gotta you gotta do a blatant <laughs> things. You are blatant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, better at getting into blatant. It's, it's, the, it's the same thing <laughs> of like Lamar. Like if you took Lamar off the Ravens, they would be so bad. They would That's be like so not a bad, bad comparison for it. It's like but it's like, like calling but no, Lamar not, Jackson not like right now, maybe, of. but like two three weeks ago, yes. Like, yeah, except we Jokic were, we doesn't have about, the bad games ever, and he is—he also has like the best <laughs> numbers too. Jokic is okay. a monster, but you know, okay. Matt, it's a good case. It's a very good case. It's a great, but case. it's going to—it's going to Curry. It's Can you going. imagine, like, if the season ended right now and they gave it to Jokic instead of Curry? Like, it just isn't no, going. And, to happen. Jokic is isn't even second in line for the award. No, well, I, I saw. Be, I was looking it up on Twitter today because I was prepping for this segment. I'm like. What, what is the online dialogue around MVP? And it's like, number one, Curry. Number two, Durant. Number three, Paul George. Number four, DeMar DeRozan. Number five, Jokic. Like, I saw multiple people put DeRozan ahead DeMar of DeRozan? Above and DeMar is falling. DeMar DeRozan is going off. But he's not the most valuable player in the league. Right. I will say, like, I don't mind people having Curry as MVP, though. There's a real, I mean, like, Dude, he's playing ridiculous. Um, but I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, it's a little valid that, you know, last year he kind of didn't have a shot at it because his seat and his team was so bad. So now his team being better, I, I guess that shouldn't be counted against them too, too much. I don't know. If he keeps playing like this, he's it's just going to be too cool and they'll give him the MVP. And yeah. he's playing at a high MVP level, so I can't he really is. complain. Plus, you know, they gave Jokic his flowers last year. <laughs> Well, that wraps up the Stay Hot Spar, and it takes us in to our NFL Week 11 preview. And, you know, it, it, 
it's an interesting week. We haven't picked our locks yet. Well, I have. I've picked my locks. Matt and Theo haven't picked their locks yet. Not yet. Um, but I don't know. You know, I look, I look at the Browns. They play the Lions, and that There's should a be a free win. There's a lot of games that could go either way scared. this week. Like, like here's the thing, right? If the Browns lose to the Lions, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do. I don't Are you know. Unpin, what, right, will you unpin your tweet if the Browns lose to the Lions? Mm, <laughs> you can't do it, man. No. Because I then won't. what if it no, had okay. you unpinned it? I won't. I will not. Okay. The Browns will, will beat not. the Lions, Bladen. Trust me. They'll beat the I, Lions. I know. I'm, I mean, I'm how could you them. lose to the I'm, Lions? I'm locking the Browns. So right. I'm locking the Browns. And it's yes. on the principle that not only do I think the Browns will win, but if they don't, That'd be really funny. So I can't That's wait. how I felt about it, the uh, locks the last couple of weeks because we haven't gotten points in a long time. Oh, no. no. Our yeah, none of, of us have gotten points in like, a long time. Theo, but I don't Theo, even you, care. You mentioned at one point that you have a better record like picking upsets than you do picking locks. That's got to be yes. like on the moon at this point. It's got to be like wild. The gap has to be insane. And it's always like one thing, and I don't even feel bad about it because the upsets are just so insane that I can't even be like, oh, I sh- I'm so dumb. Like last week, I got, I picked four teams and like the three kind of sketchy teams, I all got right. But then there was the one, there was the Washington over Buccaneers game. And it's like, Washington beating the Buccaneers is so cool. I don't even care that I lost the lock or like the Jaguars (laughs) beating the Bills. It's like, yeah, I appreciate just the momentous occasion that this is. Like, how could I have known? So that's the thing with the locks, but we need to get some points on the board here pretty soon. Well, if the Browns lose to the Lions, I will not appreciate the occasion. No, I'll appreciate. I'm it. sorry. Me and Matt will appreciate appreciate it enough <laughs> will. for all three of us. Matt plays for the Lions. He I better will. appreciate it, <laughs> right, Matt? Oh yeah, I'll take credit. <laughs> take well, credit. you also have to create, take credit to their winless record that you got no. drafted there and haven't contributed at all. And now look at them. <laughs> so a lot of this is on you. But yes, this is a very good week of football. I'm excited for most of the games. I was looking at my upset picks, and I'm like, all these games are, you know real real close like i could see this yeah. going either way in a lot of these so i didn't feel great about any of my upsets um because there were just other games where i was like ah, i don't want to pick the wrong ones because so many of these could be upsets i uh, like i, think I like ma- you upsetting dallas or picking dallas yes, over dallas over the chiefs and let's talk about that one because i think that's the best game of the of the week is chiefs versus dallas and i guess this is i mean could be a top AFC. This could be a Super Bowl preview, honestly. I mean, we talk about the Chiefs got right last week. So I guess my question would be, do you guys think that'll that'll continue to be going forward? Like, how do you guys feel about the Chiefs? I mean, you know, I think their offense is still really good. It is. But their defense is probably still like, you know, I think that's kind of like my take. And they'll... The, the Cowboys are a really good team, so it's going to be up to the offense to put up a ridiculous amount of points because they're not going to stop... Cowboys offense and you just are kind of betting on who has the ball last there. They're like my, still the Chiefs, my only concern, but they still. My, my biggest concern would be like if Mahomes gets a little too, a little too uh, greedy trying to get stuff like cross body, you know, crazy downfield throws and Trayvon Diggs just comes in and does his ball hawking stuff because that's what, that's what Diggs is looking for. That's the kind of stuff that Diggs wants. Um, and sometimes yeah. it bites him, but like, honestly, sometimes it could bite Mahomes. and on, and I could see it coming down to like, if Diggs gets a pit, like 
a couple interceptions or a pick six, like that would be a huge swing in the game. But otherwise, it might just go back and forth. One thing I would caution with the Mahomes dialogue is like this idea that he needs to stop with the cross body stuff where he does that too much. Cause no, I mean, he's, he's the best in the world at it. He is, he is, but that's just, I'm not saying like you blit, but like just in general, there's like a lot of like, oh, Mahomes just bails. He just, just playground. He needs to be a pocket presence quarterback more. I don't think he does. Like, like, (laughs) yes, he has thrown a lot of picks this year, but a lot of those were unfortunate. They were a lot of those were not unfortunate, but there's a lot of, you know, bounces off the face mask, bounces off the hands. He could maybe turn it back a little bit, like be a little bit less panicky in the pocket or bail out a little bit less. But Mahomes this whole time, what he should not do is try to be someone he's not or try to completely change his play style yes. that's gotten him, you know, all these accolades through a couple of years. So that's one thing about Mahomes is is I, I kind of disregard anybody saying like, oh, after it doesn't work for like three games, after it works for like three seasons, they're like, that's right, a yeah. bad style for Mahomes to play. That's, and, you know, they're... Go ahead, Matt. Their defense has been not letting up points recently, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, it's a little hard to know how much of that is just like the teams they play. And it's like, Oh, they got a Jordan love game in there. And Daniel Jones, blah, blah, blah. my guess <laughs> is it's a substantially kind of a teams they play game. I, I think that um, I play, I take a lot of, but man, I look at the rest of their schedule. They don't play another team with a losing record. Yeah. That's brutal. They play one team. That's 500. And then every other team is a winning record. Or I guess they play one team twice with the Broncos. But it's tough. Um, I, I, I am interested to see if Diggs can get one. I do kind of think this seems like – it seems like the type of, of game where the Chiefs receiver is going to drop something and then yeah. Diggs will get it because yeah. they've been Opportunistic the pick six. Picks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so at- I agree with you there, but, you know. I look at Cowboys versus Chiefs, and again, I go by my units. Quarterback, I would still go Chiefs, but it's not a huge advantage. It's not a huge advantage. Dak is very good. But quarterback Chiefs, skill position players, I might go Cowboys. I mean, they've got the better run game. They've got the actual reliable running backs that the Chiefs don't have, and they've got a deeper wide receiving core. So I might go, that might be a tie. Are you including Kelsey in weapons? Yeah, I am. I am. Kelsey and okay. Hill versus Cooper Lamb, um, and you know they've got and some Gallup's other good depth back. wide receivers. Gallup's back. Gallup is back. I think it might be a draw, and yeah. I might border on favoring the Cowboys because of the Chiefs running backs just stink. Um, o line, I would give Cowboys pretty easily. Front seven, I would give Cowboys, and secondary, I would give Cowboys. So you could make the argument that like four out of the five units on the field is Cowboys, and the quarterback is close. Coaching, I would give Chiefs by a decent margin. But Kellen Moore is yes. a really good offensive coordinator. So I think the Cowboys are better than Chiefs right now. So I think the Cowboys win this game, um, even though the Chiefs Bold. are favored. I think the I Cowboys like really cement themselves as contenders this you. week. Not a bad take. What was, your other, what was your other upset? It was Saints over Eagles, which is a game I guess we could <laughs> that, go over, but <laughs> that doesn't even Hurts played even really well last week. How about this? Hurts last week played really, really well. Hurts last week, really good quarterback. We'll I see. What's gonna happen with him after this season? Oh, he's gonna turn he's into the greatest of the quarterback more. of all time. We've been now. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. Um this is a very I feel like this is a very pro Hurts 
podcast. I don't general. know. I think that he I is know. sort of bad. I don't no, know. because L. I liked him a lot coming out of school. <laughs> I thought about something. This is completely unrelated, but I just thought about it. Theo, you know how you said like you never ever apologize for takes, like you are like you don't ever want to again. I don't ever want to again. Now I think about like all your takes, like backdoor covering, where like it looks like you're going to be wrong, but then you end up being right. <laughs> I'd like to see. Felipe Franks turn out to be fantastic. <laughs> that would and be that my the best. The Browns take should have ever. drafted Felipe Franks in the second round. Take ends up being correct because if, he ends up actually being like a huge star, undrafted free agent. If if he already the Baker repl- draft someone drafting someone in the wings that to have in the wings, so you don't ap- absolutely have to pay Baker is aging pretty well right now. Now that quarterback being Felipe Franks is not aging super well, considering that he went undrafted and is now behind the terrible Josh Rosen on the depth chart. But that is <laughs> one that I'm definitely keeping a pretty strong eye on because if that one ends up backdoor covering, no one can tell me shit the rest of my life. Cause that take was insane. There'll be multiple TikToks <laughs> made about that. Yes, there definitely you'll, will. You'll be on I like was disappointed ESPN, he didn't get in the like, game. <laughs> last week but or this yeah week. no i mean yeah jalen hurts i'm a big jalen hurts fan i was also a big jalen hurts fan co- when he came out of school um i've been a big jalen hurts fan since he was a freshman actually but you know i digress there um i just i'm surprised that the saints are underdogs in that game that's i mean i get it's at philly I just don't trust that offense i think that's why they have him as dogs yeah simeon throwing to callaway and and harris it is and troutman and kamara is questionable i do get it i do get it and the eagles have been playing very competently they played the chargers close and the chargers aren't that good so maybe that's not the most uh, biggest achievement in the world but they, they, they played the Titans stuff. They played the Titans stuff. Uh, they had a big win against a bad team. I can't go. The Lions. They had that huge win against the Lions. Um, yes. And then they just beat the Denver Broncos pretty convincingly. So they've been on a run of some decent play. The Saints are severely sapped of talent. So I get them being favorites. But I, I do think I do think that the Saints have also um, not played all that horrible recently. No, that's that's who I meant. Played oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. The Saints. Yeah. I'm dumb. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This might be. I thought Simeon was kind of like he's kind of dealing a little bit. He is a little so bit. He is a little bit really doing crazy. okay. He's not that bad. He's a little bit. And the Eagles they play a lot of zone, not a lot of man coverage. And what you don't he's want if you're the Saints, apart, throw him for three hundred. Yeah, if you what you don't want makes- your, if if you're the Saints is a team that plays a ton of man because. Teams that play a lot of man can can lock up those wide receivers pretty easily. Yeah. You'd rather get like a zone team where you can like, you know, hit some well, underneath correct, stuff. Correct to me Kamara. if I'm wrong. Has Darius Slay ever really like starred in a man coverage system? I thought he was always a big zone. I don't know enough about. I I wasn't paying enough attention when he was on the Lions to know that's, if he was, that's what I was severely. I was man. just thinking like I, he. I always thought he, he was, was kind of locked down, if I, I remember correctly. I, I don't know, though. I'm trying to think. Lions of the fans got to let us know. Was. Lions fans got to let us know. If I think he was p- pretty, pretty good in man on the Lions. He was pretty good at everything on the Lions. He was an elite corner, and he's yeah. playing very well this year. He really is. So, Slay, shout big, out Darius Slay. Play, he's having a very good nice season. Big play. He's kind of 
given a washed label in the offseason. So I guess that game is is just a strange game. That's our breakdown. It is a strange game. Uh, but the Saints kind of need and to win it to stay in the like playoff. Like shoot, if they so lose this the game, lose three in a row. They're four and six. The you get to five year, and I'm six. Like, eh. like you're in the hunt. Yeah, if you're the Eagles, for sure, you're looking for sure. to get back in it. And if you're the Panthers, you're really looking to get in it. Like I'm I mean, pretty we, sure we are in the playoffs. You're already in it right now. now. We control our own destiny. We play Washington Falcons, Dolphins as their next three games. Um, I know for a fact that Bank of America is going to be louder than maybe it has ever been um, on Sunday. They're I going can't believe to be you're going not going nuts. Tickets for that game are like crazy expensive How right much? now. Um, I have no idea. But I'm gonna look right now. I almost I thought about going to it, but the problem is is that UC plays Saturday in a big one against SMU last home game. So I gotta go to that. Panthers Washington has the second highest lowest ticket price at $133. The highest is Damn. Cowboys Chiefs at two sixty seven. Um Imagine saying that a couple weeks ago that the hottest ticket around would be the Panthers Washington <laughs> football team game. <laughs> and it's like, like Ron's coming back. I mean, they're just and Cam starting, they're gonna yeah, go crazy. What's what's weird about this team is like every every aspect of the team played so much better against the Cardinals. Even it's not even it's like Cam came back and they started playing better, but it doesn't even make sense. Like the offensive line was better. Considerably better than they've been all year. Well, what what could Cam Newton being in ten plays possibly have to do with that? I don't know, but um, this is a very big game in Carolina Panthers history that's coming up. They absolutely must win, um, or I'll be crushed personally. And I think they will. I feel good about it. I think the Panthers win. I would feel. Good I haven't too. felt confident in the Panthers in a very very long time. I think they win. Damn. Right, well, I also sake, lately sake, think that they win because I think that Heineke just is weird. <laughs> I, I don't totally trust him. <laughs> no Chase Young. I don't know Chase Young wasn't having a very good season, but still his backup's probably not better than him. Uh, I, I do. Probably I do trust. Not. Yeah. I, I think the Panthers Stop. win, but it wouldn't surprise me if they lost. <laughs> It would not surprise me if they No, tore. they're not far from uh, some unbeatable team. Yes. Um, but I, I also trust the starting? defense to Have get they primary. announced that if he's going to be? Starting. Okay, he's so starting. he's the primary guy. Very, um, very interesting. Nice. I, I do think the defense is going to give Heineke hell. Um, yeah. I don't know what is McLaurin playing. Isn't he banged up? I believe so they he don't is. Have, if they don't have McLaurin, they're in trouble because that defense yeah. is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Even if they uh, do, I also feel right like now. do you just put Gilmore fe- on him? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Dante Jackson's not horrible either. He's a pretty good corner as well. He had a big game last week. Everyone and they're loaded. And you week. know who? You know who deserves some respect that you were meh about the signing of? Hassan Reddick has been balling. Yes, 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 he yes, yes. Is so good. Oh my god. I wasn't mad at the signing. I said it wasn't quite the steal that people thought it was because people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you got Asan Reddick for that low. And I was like, well, look at the pressure. Pressures are a better number to look at than sacks. He didn't get all that much pressure last year. So it's probably a fair deal more than the steal. It was a steal. He's been excellent this year. So 
I was wrong. That I will apologize for. Hassan Reddick is very legit. That I will apologize for. Sorry. I forgive you. He's All right. been forgiven. Lovely. Now, I thought about, oh, we could talk about bottom of the barrel games, Jets versus Dolphins. But uh, yeah. I thought Theo we would rather not. enjoy talking about uh, his Packers playing the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> uh, whenever the prop opens, Dalvin Cook rushing yards, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. Rodgers hasn't practiced because of this toe injury that he has. I don't know how he hurt his toe. He was literally in quarantine. Um, but he played last week with it, so I assume it's not the hugest deal, but it's just a little bit concerning. I don't have much to say about it other than I don't totally trust the defensive line against the run. Even still, who did we play last week? It was the Seahawks, and they threw the ball 50-plus times. The Chiefs can't run the football. Seattle kind of sucks defense, at running the football. So. They do. The defense has been lights out for the Packers the, couple, the last couple of weeks. They have, but they haven't really played a team. They've, been, they've played a lot of one-dimensional teams, and Mahomes is in a slump, and Russell Wilson was just coming back. I am not – the defense seems a little bit too good to be true for me right now. And I think we're going to get a little bit of a splash of cold water against a, a team that's a little bit more balanced, like the Vikings. Um, so that's my thoughts on this game. I think it could go either way. We lost to the Vikings last year because Dalvin Cook and the it just went crazy on us, had like 200 yards or something. I could definitely see a repeat of that happening again. There's some numbers where like against light box, like – something about boxes and like how the Packers allow so many rushing yards when they're in this certain look and they're in this look a lot. And that has not been able to be exploited recently for them. Very good pass defense though, even without um, Jair Stokes has been balling, which is another, I say, I never apologize. I might have to apologize to Stokes too. Cause that a low grade on him, but I don't have much to say in that game. Otherwise I'm very de- interested in the defense. I'm very interested in the defense against a running team. Cause they looked good against these very pass heavy teams, but against a run heavy team, I'm interested to see how they look. It's not like, uh, they don't have weapons to throw to. No, it is not. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be a Jefferson. tough game for you guys. I don't know. It will be, it would not be surprised me at all if we lost. I'm not super comfortable. You're only favored by a point and a half, point and a half. So yes, I don't know. The so other game that you didn't me. bet, not going to bet on that upset game. Always bet against your team. I thought about it. It's not quite an a one <laughs> one and a half points is getting to be a little bit too much of a toss okay. up for me to be like it's a that that to Ups, me yeah two and a half and above is kind of where I'm at. Okay. The other game that interests me is Cardinals Seahawks because we don't know if Kyler's playing and like the Seahawks really need to win a game. They really need to win this game. <laughs> they don't want to be three and seven. No, you don't. That would be bad. That would be um, bad. Because, I mean, they I know we, we've talked about them. Like, oh, they can still make the playoffs. They just have to win one of these tough games. But they have to win one of the tough games yeah. if they want to do that. And they looked really rough against the Packers' defense. And the Cardinals' defense is also very strong. Um, now, if you're without Kyler, I don't know what the Colt McCoy status is because he got hurt uh, in the Panthers' game as well. Um, but they might get lucky and get a Kylerless Cardinals and get that as, as kind of their sneaky win that they need to start a run. They're going to need it, but it looks like he's trending towards playing is what I'm seeing right now on the internet is he looks like, it looks like he's going to play. 
And so if that has got to be better, he does. And now, if that happens, I'm interested in the Kyler MVP campaign, which I'm still on. And can that get back on track? Because if you if he plays a bad game, it maybe takes a backseat to someone like Dak Prescott or someone like that. Here's the, here's the other, and big that'll thing. be a big thing. the The Panthers were able to run the ball very well, especially having Cam back. They were, able to, you know, that first touchdown in the red zone, all Cam. Seattle can't run the ball; mm-hmm. they're horrible at it. And maybe, maybe and that's yeah, Pete, Pete Carroll keeps saying like, <laughs> "Oh, we gotta establish the run more." But they just, uh, <laughs> they just can't. No, just they're run better. better. <laughs> just run. It's like I don't know what you got to do. Scheme up better runs. Like maybe if you're only running zone, stop running zone. You're bad at it. Like I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't watch the Seahawks that much, but like Jesus, man, I don't know. That's, I mean, part of it is, is the lack of talent. I mean, they're they're giving Travis Homer yeah, the but ball. You, you, you can you can you can, you can figure something out. You got you have athleticism yeah, at quarterback. You can scheme up different things. Like I don't know. I guess, yeah. A, I don't know. Their, their interior you, you offensive the line, their, their interior offensive line is pretty light. Uh, if you remember the playoff game, Aaron Donald just kind of yeah. bullied them and threw them around, and they haven't made a ton of upgrades in that area. Dwayne Brown is having kind of an down year. He was someone where Russell Wilson, before the season, when he was disgruntled with the offensive line, is like, if we don't lock up Dwayne Brown, I'm going to kill myself is pretty much what he said. <laughs> and Dwayne Brown uh, has not been playing all that great this year. So it's a lot of things. Not a ton of talent at running back. Not a great offensive line. Their Moral best the guy story. kind of having a down Russell year. Russell Wilson is, is all... always wrong. <laughs> always wrong? Russell, always wrong. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted Dwayne right. Brown. He's all right, not good lied. this year. <laughs> no, but... Let's uh, go into the NBA. Let's go into... Yeah, let's, let's, say, into let's, let's talk, about, talk about yeah. the hottest teams in so, the NBA. We're talking about um, hot teams. So I'm in particular, at not the games. Cleveland Cavaliers. Hottest, te- hottest team is the Charlotte Hornets. You know, Ubre, Lamelo Ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's really some really good looking guys there. <laughs> no, I looked this up right. So it's I was looking at last ten games to see who has a good record. There's only four teams who have a record better than six and four in their last ten games. I feel like that's kind of a weird stat, but it's the L.A. Clippers, the Brooklyn Nets. Your Phoenix Suns and then Golden State. Those the are the Suns only on a four ten game like win really streak. Red hot, and they're on a ten game win streak. Quietly, they're not getting talked about. The Suns are getting no coverage ten. right now. Jesus, people are bored of them. But that was a very predictable, very predictable. Like people are kind of like down on them for no reason, but they're still the exact same team that just made the finals. Um, they could, I mean, they could be the one seed this year. Uh, and they're kind of just doing their thing. So maybe that's why no one's talking about them. There's nothing new to say. What do you think, Theo? Yeah, Matt, you said the Suns are the exact same team they were last year. And that is, you know, largely true. But I think they're even a little bit better because JaVale McGee is an upgrade over Dario Saric as the backup big man. And through this winning streak, really, Aiden has been out for a lot of it. And JaVale McGee, as he's done so many times in his career, has just stepped in and been a solid center. And they've been able to overcome the loss of DeAndre Aiden, which is very interesting considering his his contact situation and he's getting replaced by JaVale McGee. But I digress. He's been a really good addition, and uh, Abdu- uh, Nader Abdul Nader, right, has been a has been a really solid guy off the bench. He's poured in some big scoring performances during the streak, so it's it's largely the same. But they've made some upgrades, and 
They made the finals last year. You know, the Lakers aren't the big scary anymore. They could certainly beat the Jazz in a series. They can certainly beat any team in a series in the West. Um, Warriors, I guess, are the big scary now. That would be tough. But the Suns could, you know, beat anyone. And I think a lot of people kind of looked at them and said, that's a lucky finals run. They're, we're never going to hear from them again. It's going to be like maybe the bubble heat, like just kind of a one-time bad villain. And then they're going to fade into obscurity. The Suns are super solid, man. And they're, they've they could piled up the again. wins. Yeah. They could. They yeah. really could. And they don't, I don't know if I'd call Booker or Chris Paul maybe a top 15 player in the NBA right now, but they might be number like 16 and then number 17, respectively. Like they are very, they're two top 25 players, I would maybe say that. So, and they're really deep. There's no weakness. Everyone is good. There's no one who's, I mean, even Kaminsky's good this year. He had like a 31 point game the other yeah, night. Yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> As a so he fan, was I'm like the little, one guy where I was like, confused. oh my God, it's Kaminsky. And now I don't even feel like that with him. There's just not really a guy who I look at and is like, he sucks, you know? Campaign, awesome off the bench. Love campaign. Nader, Kaminsky, JaVale, you know, the starting five is all solid. No weaknesses on the Suns team. And it is very, very rare to find the a team age, like that. I the mean, age old question of would you rather have a superstar or just a bunch of really good players? This is a pretty interesting test a, right here. You'd rather have a bunch of really good players. You would rather have a bunch of really good players. Steph Curry did not make the playoffs last year. You'd rather have a bunch <laughs> of really good players. Steph Curry There's a balance to it. You know, they yeah, don't have a you need, you need star, both. but they've got stars. You know, they've yeah. got multiple guys who are probably going to be all stars. Um, but there, yeah, it's just a, a, a kind of a weird hierarchy on that team. I feel like is the way to put it. The other team that I really wanted to talk about is the. Los Angeles Clippers, because we were a little low on them going into the season. But Paul George is doing what a lot of people expected Paul George to do, which is kind of have an MVP level season. My prediction for him is that people will say he should be getting more attention for MVP. Why isn't he? He's having an MVP level season. But nobody will actually like he'll maybe I don't think he'll quite actually get to the point where people will pick him for their MVP outside of like maybe some rogue. Clippers fans I feel like he's kind of in that like fifth category and he'll he'll get rewarded with like a first team all NBA possibly if he keeps playing like this um but what he's been doing for that team and, and what um Reggie Jackson's also been playing really really well uh that ended up not being a fluke and he's he's fit in really well there yeah um, has, has made the Clippers still a very competitive team for sure and Paul George operating as a one seems to be a little bit better than Paul George operating as a two and it's it's oh, yeah. it's very interesting when he kind of controls the offense and gets to you know dribble to his spots and where he wants to go it just he just fits that role better and when you lose a player like Kawhi probably like you know a top six seven player in the NBA you'd think they've got to get way worse but when the fit for Paul George gets that much better, it's almost like the drop-off isn't even there. It's been really interesting to watch. And yeah, he deserves to be first-team All-NBA, but to argue that he's been better than Curry or Jokic so far, it's, it's really it's difficult to do. To make. It's ass. a very tough one to make. And maybe some Kendrick Perkins-type guy on ESPN will make the argument, you know, and uh, you mm-hmm. know they sell their soul for it. But it is a really tough one to, to be make. Made. There's some points there to are. be made with him, um, but I just don't think you can quite put it together. I do, I, I wonder if... It's really that Paul George struggles as a second option or if like he was a second option or maybe he wasn't even the second option to Russell Westbrook. And that's a tough fit 
And then I feel like a lot of the Clippers' problems, especially in year one with Kawhi and, and Paul George, were like they didn't know what to do with Paul George when he didn't have the ball as much. It would be like right. he stay. He would be do too much, just like you know, spot up shooting um, from him. I felt like at times. Um, so I feel like almost not having Kawhi, one of the problems is like how exactly do they play off each other? And now all of a sudden you don't have to deal with that. And Paul George can do everything that he wants to do. Um, so that's definitely helped him look a little bit more like uh, the best version of himself. And he's been an MVP candidate before. He was, what, oh, yeah. third in voting a couple years ago? I mean, he was an that? MVP candidate, yeah, um, with Westbrook. So maybe it wasn't even really fair to say um, that he struggled then. But yeah, uh, you saw what he did in the playoffs when Kawhi went out. And he's kind of continuing the same stuff. Yeah, no, he's been he's been lights out crazy out of this world good. And when we did our MVP argument, Matt, mm-hmm. at first I was like, well, maybe I can argue for Paul George. And as as I looked at it, I'm like, this is not an <laughs> argument I can I can really feel great making over Curry and Jokic. But he he's someone that I definitely considered when I was when I was looking at my MVP guys. So yeah, that's that's a team that I expected to kind of struggle because I didn't think Paul George maybe could carry like this, but he is carrying like this and it's been super impressive to watch his shot creating. I mean, in the playoffs against the Suns, there were, there were some games where him and Booker and Chris Paul got in on the action too, where they, the shot making was just <laughs> crazy. The stuff that they were. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's good so at running good. an offense. Yeah. He's and so like, good. my thing about that with the shot creating and whatnot, and like guys who can, you know, really hit shots. Like you'll hear people make fun of bag Twitter or whatever. And it's like, Oh, these guys don't care about Hezzy tween, but like, Guys who have a big, you know, bag and can do a lot of different things to get themselves open and hit shots, like those are the good players. <laughs> yes, those people. Like I know, I know. It's like that's kind of like the ball is life type people or whatever. Like they're right. Yes, um, and Paul George is a good example of that. Isn't yeah. it? Wasn't yeah, it Kobe they, that said like the more things you can do, the harder it is for someone to guard you? Wasn't that Kobe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, talking like, about Durant when talking about going off your yeah. right, your right hand, your left hand. He Durant can do it all, um, and Durant's right. someone else who could be in the MVP argument. And the Nets are very good, even without Kyrie and with Harden, and even struggling a little bit with the new rules. Uh, I, but Durant's been. I hate to say it, James Harden recently has not been that fun to watch. <laughs> it's just recently. I mean, I, I guess not even just recently, but <laughs> I, I watch. I, it, I, I've loved I, James Harden for a long time. That's I my stood up. And I was like, no, the foul rules will only will not hurt him that bad, or maybe it'll take him a couple games to. Ju- no, I really think it's affected him a little bit. It's definitely bothering him a little bit. Yeah, and I think part of it is sometimes he's not getting the calls, but I I, I just haven't enjoyed watching a guy. I, he it does really feel like he he's some sometimes he's driving with no intention of trying to actually get the ball in the hoop, and that's no fun. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, I love this Slater Harden, but hey. He's an Arizona State graduate. James Harden, if you're listening, yeah, Matt is all wrong. Forks up, ba- forks up, James. Uh, we love you here in Tempe. I usually yeah, am a pretty was, big Harden I was watching uh, Warriors Nets a couple of days ago. And uh, at first, like it started off, I was like, wow, these two teams are so much fun to watch. It's like Durant hits a bucket. Curry comes back, hits a three from the logo. Like just just the the sheer offensive firepower of both teams was incredible and then at a certain point golden state just started to pull away 
And it was Durant went zero for eight in the fourth quarter of that game. Yeah, like, and yeah. it felt like at a, and I I couldn't quite tell if it was like the Warriors were just so good defensively that they shut down Kevin Durant, and I'm like. Kevin Durant doesn't seem like someone you just stop. Maybe you Dude, slow down. Warriors, you don't really stop Kevin Durant. That Warriors defense uh, is brutal. They play like playoff level intensity a lot. Not all the time, but a lot. Um, and I think Draymond Green is Draymond. Yeah, he is so underrated. I feel like I mean he's not, but he should. He'd be Depoy if I had to vote for one right now. Um, really? And I, we talked about this earlier. Big reason why the Warriors are so good right now is Curry. Main reason. But yeah. you also got to credit how good that defense is. Yeah. And you also got to credit Draymond for that. Yeah. And mentality. I mean, Draymond and Curry have done this a million times before. And and they just bring that, that into, especially Draymond and, and Curry. They're just very well structured. And when you're a young guy coming in there, you're like, oh my God, I'm on the Golden State Warriors and I got Draymond yelling at me that I need to do this right, so I got to do it right. And then you get in some <laughs> athletic freaks like Wiggins, who's turned into a very, very good defender with that fire under him and that spark that that the higher-ups on the Warriors have, have lit under this whole team. It's it's pretty special to watch everyone everyone operate. Yeah. So yes, Draymond has been incredibly valuable, and I think his his just kind of mindset has also helped everyone on that team, which won't show up in any box score. But yeah, I think am I, am I wrong that. for saying that at one point Draymond was like super hated? No, like one of the most probably not super wrong for that because he was kind of a dirty. He got the I dirty like player represented, which is deserved. Like, he, like he even, was like even during like the Warriors <laughs> dynasty, like I'm a Cavs fan, I never disliked Draymond Green. I'm like that dude's like a superstar on defense. Like, how can you hate that guy? I mean, <laughs> like, I was a LeBron fan, so you know, I, I did my duty and I disliked him um, <laughs> as I, I I needed to. Disliking um, the Warriors, I get, but like disliking, like, I think individual I think players. Oh, once once the whole Cavs Warriors thing like really really ended, I think people started to appreciate Draymond for what he brought to that Warriors defense more and more. Um. Because I feel like part of the reputation with being a dirty player is kind of being like a dummy. Um, yeah. And Draymond Green is far from that with how he controls oh, yeah. the defense. Um, so those kind of two things clash. And then when people realize, you know, he is such a good leader um, defensively that people sort of forgot about it. I got annoyed with Draymond this offseason. I got, I got in a fight that prime Carmelo Anthony is better than prime Draymond Green, which I still think is a silly thing to argue, but a lot of people were fighting me on that because of advanced analytics, you think, which Draymond was very good at. I think it's an interesting debate. It's stupid. <laughs> you're, not even, you're only asking what is more valuable. You're not even debating like how good the players are. I'd say you, you got to go prime mellow because you're ta- you're talking about a number one for a team. Um, but I was yeah. about to say maybe I was about to say it might be the next That's, episode of Stay Hot Spars. Or like, I'm just saying, look, <laughs> if Draymond Green got drafted by the Orlando Magic, this is not a debate. <laughs> like Draymond Green, his reputation stems so much from being surrounded by Curry and Clay and Durant. It's very true. Not, not taking anything away from Draymond defensively, but you stick him in Sacramento and he is just in someone who don't, people don't point to as like a very underrated guy who's never been an all-star. 
you put him in Golden State and in the spotlight and you get, you know, all the lights on him and people can really appreciate what he does. And then people will be like, oh my God, you need him to win a championship. Mello is a guy, you can put him anywhere. Prime Mello, you could put him in, doesn't matter where. He is going to put up, you know, points and numbers and he is going, it doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to elevate that team. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be all these things, um, no matter where it goes. Draymond needed to be on the Warriors to be held in the guard mm-hmm. that he is. I don't think that's the case with Carmelo. If, if you're asking that, about just like standing out as a, I, maybe we shouldn't get into this. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I feel I feel like you're arguing now that it's just like, almost like movie star status, as opposed to, again, like being a better basketball player. Mm-hmm. It's like... I mean, Draymond's more... Draymond has the mm-hmm. rings. J- Draymond's more efficient. Draymond has the impact on I'm, defense I'm, that I'm Carmelo more just doesn't thinking have. Like, Me- Melo, you're like, well, Melo could go anywhere and he would be recognized as a star. Yeah, because like scoring pops out more than like being one well, of the most lockdown defenders of the past decade. Well, this is where people get into like floor raising versus ceiling raising. <laughs> and I, I hate those words so much. Um, Cause people act like somebody like Carmelo really? Anthony can't also be a ceiling raiser for a championship team um, when he could be. But I, I agree. I feel like that's a good assessment because we saw what a Draymond green led warriors team looked like. And it wasn't good. <laughs> no, it wasn't um, good. Yeah. Triple single Draymond Green is <laughs> not better than Brian Carvello Anthony. I, I can see where there's spots where you would be like, you know what? Maybe this team would be better off with Draymond over Carmelo Anthony. Right. Like if you were to add one of those two players to the Brooklyn Nets right now, prime Draymond Green or prime Carmelo Anthony, you could make an argument for prime. No, you Draymond would, yeah, no, you definitely two. could. Um, but that doesn't make him a. Ba- we, you talk. We talked about bag Twitter early, and it's like people argue it, and it's like, oh, this is silly. The most valuable thing that you can do is is score from a variety of, of body angles and creating your own shot. Yeah. That is the most valuable thing you could do. You can say Draymond is better at everything else, but if you are that much better at scoring, that makes you the better basketball player. It, it's now, like, if it's, it's like a team shooting. like Golden State and you have Durant and Curry and Klay Thompson and you already have all these guys, you would rather have – you don't need a fourth guy like that. You'd rather have a defensive yeah. stopper. But for for ninety nine percent of the teams in the league, you'd rather have Carmelo. This is not at all what we were talking about. This is just a side quest. <laughs> now. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember where we were or how we got here. We were talking like, about teams that were hot, and we started talking about <laughs> de- de- the Warriors because I don't know. But I, I, I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy the debate. I'm yeah, Team no, Carmelo, cool. and I couldn't believe that people. So many people were mad at me for that take. Yeah, I don't. know. I wouldn't anyway. get mad at you for it, but I, I could definitely like question it. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of does wrap things up for us. The one thing I have to do, I said I would do it at the beginning, announce the five winners that we've picked, the five recent winners that we've picked for the Edge here and Hack giveaway. I'm going to, I think these are their YouTube account names. So I'm going to list off their, list off their account names here. We have David Ott with two T's, O-T-T, Crazy Sync, uh, Kando Gaming, 2486. Kando Gaming is one word. Nick Sadoe. And lastly, Comment Sense. Like, not com- mm. not like. <laughs> congratulations to Comment Sense. Oh, like comments, congrats, congrats, congrats. Comment Can sense. I promo something? And as always. Of myself? No. Yeah, what's up? No, I got a comment. I'll be, tomorrow I'm flying to LA. 
and oh, I'm going on a TikTok live stream on Saturday, and they told me that pro- TikTok is going to like promo it. I'm not sure because who knows if, they'll, if this will actually happen. But they were like, "Yeah, I don't know what TikTok's going to do to promo it, but I think it'll be on like the Discover page and everything." And they might ping. I was told they might like ping the app that they're like. There's this live stream happening. I don't know if that's like everyone, but at any rate, oh, that'd be kind of cool. S- that would be kind of cool. Uh, on Saturday, for 45 minutes, me and the comedian Jamel Johnson, who does NBA Story Time, me and Matt were on that one time. Uh, we'll be um, live on TikTok. What, what time talking will it about be? Sports conspiracies. What time will it be? I will tweet it out. Um, I will tweet okay. it out. Uh, but uh, I might so, tune so in pay for attention that. for That'd that. That'd be kind of cool. Yes. No. Sports conspiracies. So. You know, why did Michael Jordan well, shoot, retire? While, while, while we're throwing gate. out like random live streams that we're doing, also on Saturday, random. Mine's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid for this. This is official. This is some all random right, live right, stream. Right. <laughs> TikTok um, like ping on, the whole app. On, on Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be doing a radio telethon here at Miami University. Well, I'm going to be doing a segment on a 24 hour telethon uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you guys want to call in during that time period from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, call in on the stay hotline. I will be there live to do a live Q&A. It's something we've never done. So I thought I'd try it. I'd, I, I'm like, I'll have the opportunity. So uh, I just got I did. I went and did audio testing with them earlier. We're all set to do it. So call in stay hotline 614-349-8050. And while I'm on the topic of the Stay Hotline, make sure you guys also call in for the Stay Hot shoutouts. Theo told people to call in earlier if you're a Falcons fan, because um, they were they were going through it. They, Felipe they were, Franks, we talked about him earlier in the podcast, and unbeknownst to us, as we were talking about him and how he might be good, <laughs> he came into the game and on one snap threw one interception. <laughs> so not off to a great start, uh, Felipe Franks. Not off to a great career. start for the Felipe Franks but, narrative. Hey, still. Maybe that backdoor cover will end up happening. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, call into the Stay Hot shoutouts, and uh, you know we'll uh, try and get your your rant or your take on the on the episode. And as always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. Hopefully, Theo's bets go through. And as always, from gambling addiction boy. Corn Boy and Lemon Boy, we will catch you all on the flippity flop. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.